consistent self-improvement, everybody. You are now listening to American Gypsy Podcast. I am your host, Classic, and I'm here with my co-host. Gypsy, and today we have Matt Gardner. He is a recovery coach, life coach, and sound therapist with a passion for helping people rediscover who they truly are. Welcome to the show, Matt. Welcome. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the nice intro. And yeah, great to see you. Great to meet you guys. It's a pleasure having you. Thank you very much. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm currently in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So it's so like a northern okay. city in Canada. I'm not sure for if uh, for anybody is somewhat familiar with uh, like Canadian geography. It's uh, a couple hours north of Calgary. So Calgary is fairly close mm-hmm. to the border. I would assume uh, a lot of people know more or less where that is. And Alberta is the province right beside British Columbia. British Columbia has like Vancouver as the coastline. So Western Canada, definitely north though. I, I, I was uh, talking with, with Gypsy earlier about uh, she's familiar with Winnipeg. So yeah. very similar to Winnipeg as far as like the climate. It's kind of a blue collar city similar to Winnipeg. There's a lot of similarities. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we're kind of just getting out of winter. Honestly, it wasn't too, too bad, but we did have uh, the usual minus 30 stretch around mm. christmas time and we just had it about a week ago so now i'm uh bring, let's bring on the spring <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah is it a small town or big town uh you know what it's a little over a million people now so i want to say it was like 1.4 million so pretty good pretty good sized city okay. uh i'm actually from uh, a very similar city like northern city it's in british columbia though it's prince george and that place was seventy thousand people so that's where i was born and raised Okay. Uh, good, good place to be raised. It was um, it, not so much now. I guess it's like the crime capita of Canada. It had been for a while. A lot of gang activity up there, which was not the case when I was there, which was lucky because mm. uh, it's been a while now. I've been in Edmonton for about 20 years. And uh, yeah, so Prince George, a lot of like forested area. So I spent a lot of time out in nature. Like my backyard was literally I'd hop my fence and it was right on the river valley. So I spent a lot of time in nature. Okay. So that was nice. But you know, when you grow up in a place of 70,000 people, like as soon as I could get out, get out of there, I could, I, I did. Right. So by the time I was uh, 18 years old, I'm like, go to a bit bigger center, a bigger uh, city center, rather, you know, just like more things to do. The, the, the simple math, there's more people, uh, better schools, more jobs, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so we ended up moving out to, to Edmonton and I've been here pretty much my entire adult life. So I've been here and I've been, I've enjoyed it. Uh, okay. my older brother ended up moving to Vancouver, which is uh, just a beautiful, it's kind of like the, the LA of, of Canada, I guess. So, okay. uh, you know, where they do a lot of filming there and there's just a lot of entertainment and music. And so I kind of regret not going there in one sense, but it's so expensive there. I'm sure you guys can relate. You're probably finding that down in LA, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. So kind of similar that way. There's like, it's, it's awesome. You're, you're living in a world-class city, but you're also paying to live in a world-class city. So yeah. whereas in Edmonton, you know, we have our own house, my, myself and my, uh, my lovely fiance, Darcy, we've owned a house for the past 10 years, which there's no way we'd be able to own a house in Vancouver. Right. So, you know, you, you weigh the pros and cons. So we've been enjoying it out here though, for sure. Gotcha. So were you always doing life coaching or how, how long have you been doing that and how did you get yeah, into it? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, what? I'm very new with it and I'll, I'll give a little bit of origin as to, to how I got into it. So I'm, I'm in my rookie year of, of life coaching actually. Okay. Uh, but if I felt that I've been doing the, the coaching and mentoring part for a lot of my life. So I was working the same job for 23 years. I got hired at a regional uh, like a Western Canadian grocery store, uh, called, it was started as Overweighty, ended up as Save on Foods. And I got hired when I was 16 years old okay. in Prince George and ended up working until like I just turned 40 last summer. And uh, yeah, so I've been like from part-time closing kid, punk kid to assistant store manager and all the jobs in between. So the one thing that I really liked, especially uh, over the last like five or six years, was being able to kind of, coach and mentor like the new the new crop of teachers that were coming up it it meant a lot to me to be able to utilize all my you know life experience and skills and everything and be able to kind of i've been through a lot right after 20 years of anything you can you can you can speak to it right so i was finding myself uh enjoying that quite a bit so i didn't really realize you know how much that side of it was going to make a difference later on so you know fast forward to um to last summer I, f- I was starting to find the job, the assistant store manager job, a little bit unfulfilling 
And so I ended up taking a sabbatical. I took six months off and, uh, and just kind of did my own thing. I, I took six months off. And I remember a couple of days into my leave of absence, I just went out to, uh, it was springtime. So early, early April. And I went out to just a, like a campsite that's kind of in and around Edmonton. I just walked around the forest for like a couple hours and just had this huge creative like outpouring of ideas. And luckily I had my phone with me and I was just kind of like riffing on my phone. Okay, I'll do this. And I'm, you know, I've never thought of this before. And it just came out of me. And so I was like, okay, there's something to this. Like I was essentially just following my intuition at that point. And I'm just like, you know, something's, it was that feeling, you know, that there's something more to life, right? That yeah. I think a lot of people can get that at a certain age, like you know, they call it midlife crisis or, you know, existential crisis. I don't know if it was a crisis per se, but it was definitely this like feeling that I had inside of me to like, there's something more, there's something more that I, I need or want to do. So I was just following that. And, uh, you know, about a month and a half into the, uh, the leave of absence, I went on this one guy's podcast and it was like, I was going to be uh, the guest on the podcast. And we ended up just talking for three and a half hours straight. Like as soon as we were just like one of those people you just click with. Right. And we're just chatting about everything about life. And, you know, by this time I was uh, de developing this online course uh, just on creativity and the importance of, of creativity and how it's uh, good for your mental and physical well-being and so forth. And, uh, and he was like, okay, well, if you need something to kind of like help, you know, with, with your credentials, I know this uh, one guy, Mark England, who does like a really good coaching certification. I'm like, sure. Like, why not? I was kind of open to whatever at this point. And so I got on the call with Mark uh, within about 24 hours of that call with Mike. And Mark was just, yeah, I'd highly recommend looking this guy up. He's just phenomenal. Like such a great presentation, a great speaker. He did a TED talk uh, some years ago now. And he was just, I'm just like, man, I, I got to be a part of this. So I signed up right then and there. And uh, yeah, I, that's, that was my first coaching certification was in Lifted. So the Unlifted style is all about language, like the, the language that we use in our inner dialogue. So, and the, that, and as a result, then the language that we use with other people. So specifically, I'll give some examples, like using soft talks so that like, if we're, if we're saying like, I even have them posted in my, my office. So I always remind myself of this because I was really bad at soft talk. Uh, you know, like when you say like, guess, or maybe, or I hope to do this, or I should do this or could, you know, those types of words that are very non-committal and ambiguous, removing those, just plucking them one word at a time out of your, out of your verbiage and just getting a little more solid, especially with, with your, uh, the way that you're talking to yourself, like the difference between saying I should go to the gym or I can go to the gym. They have a completely different energy, right? Yeah. So it was a lot about like the words that you use and, um, and the specific style of coaching called uh, the four step story work coaching. So you work off a of Google doc, or if you're in person, you can work off a piece of paper and it's getting your clients to get some stories that have been, you know, trolling them or haunting them for years out on paper because a lot of times you have these narratives in our head and we haven't really articulated it or if we have it's just been this these outbursts of you know of um you know problematic again using these problematic uh like words basically right so as soon as you can get some objectivity by getting it out on the paper and then you read it back to yourself then you can start identifying and you have this awareness over how you're actually talking to yourself and how you're coming across to other people and you can really see like the cognitive shift with people where they're just like oh wow like you know, it's, it's one thing to kind of say it in, in your own head, but as soon as you put it on paper and then read it to somebody like, you know, if I'm beside you or like through the computer screen and we're like reading it together, man, it has a profound impact on your like, I, you know, you're like, I can't believe I actually talk to myself like that. It's it's pretty bad. You, it's kind of like the, um, you know, the comparison, like you never, you know, you treat your friends one way, but you never treat yourself the same way, right? You can give your, your friend a, a great piece of advice, but you can never take it yourself, right? It yeah. seems to be. So it's kind of like that idea. It's like, you know, as soon as you, um, you read it back. And the other thing that the, the big key part of this is proper breathing. Because a lot of people, when you get into that stress response, you start having that like, you know, chest breathing or, yeah. or you freeze. For me, if I get stressed out, they always talk about fight or flight. Yeah, the third F is freeze. So that's what I do when I have too much stuff on the go. You know, I got something on the computer, my phone's ringing. I just, I hold my breath. And that wasn't something I was aware of until pretty recently. I'd say in the last eight months, I'm like, man, 
that is not, that's just not good for you. Right. So yeah. just keeping it, that abdomen breathing going, and then that gets you down it calms you down in that parasympathetic state where you can be more creative. You have that space to actually respond as opposed to just reactionary, you know, reactionary words that just come out of your mouth. Like you, you're giving yourself that space and clarity. Right. So that's what it's all about. It's just, it's changing your better, better words, better breathing equals a better life. So I bought in hard on this, on this coaching style. I ended up doing uh, level two certification for lifted. And yeah, what's near and dear to me is, uh, is the recovery coaching as well. And th- thanks for mentioning that in the intro, uh, because I had gone through uh, my, my own problems with, uh, with alcohol for pretty much my entire adult life and happy to say I'm coming up on three years alcohol free here uh, in about a, yeah, 35 days or so. Yeah, thank you. So that was a big one for me. That's near and dear to me. Uh, so I, I want to be able to be there for somebody that is in that stage where they're a little bit uncertain because I know it's very touch and go when you're, when you're first getting out of anything like that, when you're talking about like a long-term relationship, addictions of any kind, uh, you know, those, those types of things you're, you're, you're finding yourself again in a lot of ways. So that's how I view recovery coaching. It's not just re- like a recovering from an addiction or addictive behavior. I mean, that's a big part of it. But it's also recovering your identity that's been either misplaced or lost along the way because you, you know, with a in a codependent relationship, you're so your identity is so intertwined with that other person that you remove it from from that. Like it's man, you you don't know what to do with yourself, right? So right. yeah, just just helping folks that are um in that sort of transitional stage in their life where they're 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 finding out who they are again and really helping them, you know basically have that rebirth that get to that stage in the hero's journey where it's like, you know, they have that rebirth again and feel great about themselves. So, so yeah, that's, uh, you know, I guess the, the long, the lengthy story as to how I got into uh, life coaching and, um, and yeah, it's, you know, I've been do, doing it for the last year or so and very much enjoy it. This is definitely my calling. I actually just quit my job. The 20, I had 23 years at Save On Foods. I quit uh, mm. pretty much a month ago to the day. It was on the 28th of January. So I'm on day 29 of the rest of my life. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been great. This, uh, this feels like this is my calling, right? And it's uh, took a little while to get there, obviously. And that's, and that's totally, completely fine. And I, I definitely feel this is, this is what I, I'm, I'm, placed here to do so it's great because like the whole 23 years prior to this seems like a lead up it wasn't like i was completely lost or anything everything i've been done up till this point i've been able to use if that makes sense so Mm. yeah okay i don't know if we access or not but when did you get into podcasting oh yeah no you hadn't uh you know what i got into it in 2015 but I should say, you know, the last year or so, I've been really serious about it as far as, because uh, before it was sort of just a, like a fun thing. I'd like interview my friends and, you know, have a little like, uh, uh, basically like a road diary of my band. And so it was more like a personal thing just to kind of get comfortable with it more than anything. So, but the last year or so I've been doing like, you know, like what you and I are like what the three of us have been doing with like matchmaker and guestio and things like that and actually getting, you know, guests that are, you know, people that I don't, I didn't know beforehand. Yeah. Uh, whereas yeah, the last six years before that, I always, it was just have, like having fun with friends basically. Right. So just the last year or so, it's definitely taken a turn for the, the more professional or serious for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you mentioned creativity then earlier, um, the importance of creativity. And I don't think I've ever, um, I know if someone is creative, they get encouraged to express their creativity, but I don't know if I've ever heard someone um, say that creativity is important. Uh, so can you speak to that a little bit? Like, why is it important? Mm, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's great. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I always had this, this feeling that, you know, because I, I always remember how I feel. Like when I, I'm sure you can relate to it, Gypsy, when you have a nice day, when you're just feeling creative, you're developing a website or doing some graphic art, you just, you're just nailing it. You're in flow. It just, there's nothing, there's no real feeling like it. Right. You get the arm, like the hair on my arm stand up. I, I, I just, I love it. So I, from, and even for you being a musician, like the inception of a song where you have a great idea and you see it come together, there's truly nothing like it. Right. Like the, right. the idea, the idea of creativity is so, I think overlooked. So let's, let's yeah, let's get into this a little bit. I, I always found that people 
you know, when they get into sports, for example, or even like, I'll, I'll use, even use the, the, the analogy or the comparison with reading. If somebody is, you know, a little bit not as skilled with reading, we don't go, oh, you're not a reader. Like you put away those books. Whereas with, with anything artistic, generally that happens a fair bit. Like, you know, if somebody writes a song and they bring it to like their, their dad and, and read it out and the dad's like, oh, you're not a songwriter. And then they never try again. Right. Or they have this painting and like the, their, their brother makes fun of it or something. And then they never paint again. And yet with like sports, it's like, you're bad at basketball. You're not like, oh, you're not a basketball player. Stop it. They're like, okay, well, let's put you through basketball camp. We'll get you the good shoes. Like, don't worry. Like we'll, we'll support you on this. But like artistic yeah. endeavors are not like that generally. I mean, obviously there's some people that like force their kids through piano and you know, and that kind of thing. Right. But, but generally speaking with art, it's like, one and done as soon as you have that that crippling comment from like a teacher or a parent you're no singer and then you never try singing again or you maybe hide it when you're like in the shower where nobody can hear you so it's it's too bad because like us as humans are just like we're naturally creative and i think that's it's an overlooked aspect of health and wellness like people always talk about nutrition and exercise and that's great don't get me wrong for sure but i to me i think that some kind of creative act should be in there as well. It goes so hand in hand. And if you look at the parallels between, you know, what happens to your body and your brain, as far as like the chemicals that get released in your brain, when you have, uh, when you're participating with like playing a musical instrument or, or painting or, or doing anything creative writing, any of that, it's very similar to the, the effects that you get from working out. And they've done a lot of studies on, uh, this is an interesting study. I, I kind of wish I had it in front of me, but in the UK right now, they've been doing these uh, like long-term studies on the, on like babies from the time they were born until I think it's like about a 40 year study at this point. And uh, they've been testing all these different things to kind of see uh, basically what help, helps prevent uh, like pain and, and, you know, like ailments like later on in your life. And of course, like mild workouts once a week has, has uh, decreased the, uh, the, you know, um, you getting like a painful, like some arthritis or something like that, uh, later on in your life. And that's like once a week, whereas with like cultural engagement or artistic engagement, uh, just even once a month has had the exact same effect as like the mild workout once a week. So pretty crazy. I, I, I I'll, uh, I'll send you guys the link. I forget exactly what it's called off the top of my head. I kind of wish I had it in front of me, but, um, but yeah, it's fascinating stuff. And you know, it has a lot of, uh, like mental, uh, mental benefits. And they're even saying in like, um, some of the old folks homes, the, um, they're seeing a lot of, uh, uh, benefits to people with, um, with both with Alzheimer's as far as like becoming more lucid, like songs can kind of get, get through to them and mm. make them remember certain parts of their, uh, you know, certain, uh, stages of their life that they'd otherwise forgotten uh painting is great for people that have arthritis because it's just like a little bit of a mild you know rotational exercise for their joints and so there's all these crazy things that sort of get overlooked with uh with artistic endeavors and just creativity in general that um that i'm trying to bring to the forefront as far as like oh this is it's great and like both of you guys being artists I'm, i'm sure you can relate to uh the feeling of accomplishment and just the overall feel like it feels like it's good for your soul, right? Like music yeah. is good for your soul. Creation is good for your soul. So that's what I think. I've always just, I'm like, why is this kind of, you know, so far below, uh, you know, working out and, and nutrition on a health and wellness regimen where it, it should be. To me, it's like, it's hand in hand. I mean, I work out every day. I, uh, you know, I stretch every day. I try and eat as best I can and I play music every day, right? It's just, for me, it's just goes hand in hand. So yeah, interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah, to go back a little bit on, um, I guess, splitting from your job. So you were already doing podcasting during your job. Is that what made you a little bit more comfortable with go ahead and um, cutting loose? After you know what? So long? Okay, so like, just to confirm that, like, so the fact that I had my podcast going on, that was that did that sort of help me make the decision? Is right. that did it give the you question? a little bit of confidence to say I at least have something else, whether it's making money or not? I at least have, you know, or is it? Or what did it help for, right after so long after commitment of twenty yeah. years? And, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it definitely did, and that's a very good question. Nobody's actually asked me that before. 
Because uh, a lot yeah, of times no, people, you know, you quit the job first and then they start podcasting or start doing yeah. something else, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I uh, It definitely helps. So, you know, the one thing with podcasting that I love about it is is it's, it's a really good way to network, right? So, Because like now, like I'll, I'll know you guys, I know you guys on a, a fairly personal level, right? right. Like, you know, it's yeah. just like that. Like everybody that I've come into contact with, it's been a, a great connection, right? It's been like, okay, I, I totally... You know, it, it, there's something in common. There's a reason that we're talking. There's yeah. a reason that you guys are doing podcasting similar to why I'm doing it. So it's, it's cool. You get to meet like-minded people. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, genuine. exactly. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which I love, man. I love it. So absolutely. Yeah. No, it definitely helped. Yeah, that's cool, dude. I, I've never actually thought of it like that, but for sure. It definitely did. It gave me, a, there was like that confidence and that sort of that bridge from what I was doing before to what I'm currently doing. And just the way that you can network and still yeah, you, you still feel like you're making traction, right? So mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah, to answer your question, for sure, for sure. Okay. How long have you been doing music and what kind of music? Oh, yeah, again, another, another great question. Thanks. Um, so I've been doing music for, I played, started playing guitar when I was 14. I started singing when I was 16, although I wouldn't really call it singing. It was, uh, <laughs> I didn't have the right technique, so I was doing like, yeah, I was trying to be like, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of yell singing and yeah, it's definitely developing. Uh, I finally learned how to sing properly, I'd say like early 20s. I took some, uh, I got one of those like DVD sets that uh, kind of show you the how-to. And I just yeah. remember one day I was watching this guy. I think the visual helped, but instead of just like hearing it, I, I was watching the guy sing and you could kind of see what he was doing with his, like the mechanics of his throat and everything. And I'm like, hmm. So I started kind of like imitating what he was doing. And then all of a sudden I had this like, okay, I, I, I could kind of figure out how to get in a head voice without slamming my you know, getting all tense in here. And then after that, I was like, okay, I get it now. And then from there, it was just a matter of being able to kind of control it. And so, but as far as I did, yeah, yeah. Again, it's developing, man. It's, it's doing the reps. It's like anything else. There's no shortcuts to it. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that are more naturally gifted than I it's, am. It's a muscle, it. you know, so yeah. you have to, you know, strengthen it like any, everything oh, else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, exactly. So that's kind of what it was. Um, as far as like music. So I, we started, I grew up in the nineties, right? So I was big into like Pearl Jam and the grunge scene and classic rock. My dad was always into, you know, like Led Zeppelin. And I, I, I really enjoy Neil Young. I think he might be my favorite artist. So I've always liked uh, somebody like Neil Young or like even Madonna. I got a lot of respect for her. Somebody that can kind of reinvent themselves yeah. uh, quite a bit over and, and have this broad scope of different genres that they can drop into and do very effectively. Even a guy like Beck, so I, I've always appreciated that. At the end of the day, uh, yeah, I'm a rock guy, like alternative rock for sure. But having said that, I mean, now that I've gotten into sound therapy, I'm very much into like just the meditation music. I'm just, I just love it now all of a sudden, right? It's, uh, yeah. you know, just having those nice calm, like, you know, synthesizer kind of stuff in the background with some, you know, the pink noise and the nature sounds. That's when I, when I have a, you know, a day to, to, to do stuff on the computer or if I got to study or whatever that is hundred percent what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing a lot of meditating, uh, just especially in the last week or so I've committed to an hour a day. Whereas before I was doing like little 10 minute pockets here and there, yeah. uh, which is 10 minutes is better than nothing. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. um, but yeah, getting into that like hour a day. So yeah, I just have that nice frequency, like the chakra healing frequencies and such. I just love that stuff. So, yeah. and then to me, it's like, dude, I like looking back on some of the stuff that I listened to was so angry. And I mean, I was, I was angry. I was an angry teenager, right? Like my, right. you know, my parents were, were divorced and I think just, there's some, there's some like, un, you know, when you're growing up, there's this like that little bit of unplaced uh, emotion. Like you don't really know how to, you know, the first time you have a breakup, it's just like the end of the world. Right. There's all these things that you, you, you kind of have to grow out of. So Still I was definitely, life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, definitely. So I mean, I'm looking back on a lot of this music I used to listen to. It's so dark and angry. And it's just not where I am anymore. So uh, now my music is reflecting that. Um, I've been using a lot of uh, myself, and my my uh, fiance Darcy been together for 15 years, but we had a two year period where we were broken up. So I use a lot of um, our I, I love singing about relationships, like uh, the relationship specifically with, with her is kind of my muse. I have like a, a fictional sort of filter I put over it just so it's not too personal, but there's like, you know, the underlying theme is definitely our story 
because it's easy yeah. to speak to and it resonates with me and it's cool like using like i can kind of tell darcy like this album is about us so it's kind of like you know behind the scenes it's uh <laughs> it's, it's it's personal for us and uh but at the same token you can present it to somebody and it's kind of like it's a fictional story right so <laughs> yeah so that's genuine uh, that's you know? yeah exactly yeah for sure you don't want to um yeah it's got to come from from somewhere somewhere inside right so right. yeah for sure and it, it it helps to where even you know believe it or not it still helps to that it's still more you know personal a little genuine than you kind of living off somebody else's energy of and creating your music off somebody else's energy That's oh 100 100 yeah. yeah for sure just to flip it on on you how about how is it for you for your like for your songwriting like what do you what is your sort of inspiration or does it sort of depend or it's been a long trek for me dealing with i guess yeah. music i i grew up um playing cello in the orchestra oh, so i started when cool. i was about five and then i got into creating um instrumental music when i was in performing arts school around sixth grade and i didn't really get into knowing what a producer is until around college where i was pre mm. pre-vet for biology uh, biology pre-vet major um, wow and i ended up and i was on an orchestra scholarship but i'd already had a little taste of creating and i had a, a cousin that was a rapper uh, in my hometown um that is he he passed my freshman year of college oh wow and my brother and i still took up you know lyrical music and i was always producing and i got a little bit more into pr producing my sophomore year and from there you know kind of when i was in mississippi did the little record um wanted to have a kind of little record label type of thing um but I was more of the main producer. So I developed from producing, got better at producing, got better with songwriting, and then kind of developed myself. You know, in Mississippi, there wasn't a lot of people teaching too much creativity in this in the system. Or right. and we didn't have a lot of famous, you know, um, we had David Banner at the time for hip hop, but we didn't really have a lot of, you know, influences coming out of Mississippi to really, you know, reach around or reach two two other artists like um yeah other places like los angeles or atlanta or you know some some other hubs but totally you know i kind of developed myself same thing got into you know always had a, a a pitch since i grew up playing cello developed my vocals a little bit more after i started producing you know and song you know always wrote my own songs but it's been a weird process like i stopped playing cello for about seven years and i was still producing when i was in atlanta and then okay um the songwriting process i could go off you know it's it could be pretty random i could write something you know off the top of the head about something else so i could write something about my personal life it you know it, it all depends but from different musician or music relationships and just kind of the whole circle of where the industry is going that's why i'm kind of taking a break now and mm. even looking at i've been a music musician most of my life so when i got at that taste of silence about a year ago it felt kind of good to sure even when i stopped playing the cello i was still producing so there was still that produce the song write the song record the song that's been a hamster wheel a lot of right. my life i'm 38 yeah, i gotcha yeah, okay so, yeah, yeah. yeah so when i got you know a chance to turn that off and that's kind of where the the podcast and creativity built at the same time because it was just more like i just take a take everything off and just you know see where i'm at and see what goes but yeah. to go back to the songwriting thing i could yeah it, usually for me like i said i can produce my own stuff so i could sit there and start one or two melodies and if i hear a you know melody without finishing the, you know the rest of the track i could start a hook from there and then go from there or it's a it's it's pretty you know pretty random my process that's cool uh, yeah i always love hearing about yeah the creative yeah. process that's that's neat it sounds like you know you have a, a quite the body of work so it's just like for you it's yeah i've tried a lot of hits you right? i tried a lot so of know, different methods yeah. so you know sure i can yeah, say yeah. even right now like i said i haven't i've i haven't created in a long time yeah having it'll be interesting for over a year it's 
yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when you do get the, uh, the desire to do it again. Like oh, yeah, how much has been sure. stored up inside you, you know, like how is, are you going to have like 30 songs come out yet? It'll be interesting to see it. Eh? Well, even, you know, visualizing a return to the, the process, I have a lot of stuff that's already recorded, you know, that oh, I just okay. haven't put out okay. to a certain degree. So it's, it's a lot of instrumental. We even, um, we've released the instrumental for the podcast before. So it's American Gypsy. Soundtrack. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. It's just cool. instrumental tracks that I produce on the native instruments machine. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I have, I first started producing on the Yamaha motif. So okay. Yes. I have yeah. like, yeah, lots and lots yeah. of tracks. That's just, you know, store it up and just ready. Yeah. Eh? Just ready <laughs> just to go whenever. Go, so. Yeah. On demand. You know, that's cool. Visualizing the perfect moment to where I can just get back and maybe sit down with a mixing engineer and just kind of go through yeah. some songs one by one. But I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to doing the um the soundtracks at the at the least on the music cool. side. Yeah. Just at least, you know, working on some soundtracks. Because we'll we take the songs and we, you know, put them on YouTube and we also have a YouTube channel. So we go to oh, the cool. beach and travel, things like that. So we put those songs on the videos. So oh, we, wicked. We, That's so all, cool. Yeah, all our YouTube videos have original music. So, and Gypsy, do you play some instruments as well? Or do you do some no. instrumentation? Or? <laughs> I don't play any music. developer. The <laughs> software no? developer. Oh, okay. She I play the keyboard. The other keyboard. Yeah. I tried uh, to play piano when I was little and, you know, did that for a couple of months. And I know I played clarinet when I was in middle school, but that was the extent of my music uh, okay. experience, but I am a lover of music. I listen to a lot of different music and, you know, I support his music. So. Yeah. So whenever I <laughs> yeah. was doing music, she was tied along to it as well. So yeah. even when cool. building up to it, you know, the pandemic happened and it, I was actually street performing when the pandemic happened here on, no my, way. on my cello. Yeah. And um, wow. In downtown LA. And I'm, you know, that's crazy. I did pretty good versus, you know, yeah, street performer. Um, but it kind of opened my eyes up to, you know, the industry is never going to be the same. And she was already kind of into vlogging and podcasting a little bit. And it, we added on to the recording studio, the four mic podcast setup, because, you know, I feel like if I'm going to do it, I like to have a little quality with it as well, or at least you know, sure. quality and yeah. we can enjoy it. If not as a business, Absolutely. but still just personally, it's still something we can enjoy. Totally. And it's, it just, you know, I saw the whole industry change and it kind of opened me up to where, you know, I, I just want to separate the musician title for a second. Mm, as well interesting. And yeah. Kind of start over and, do something else during 2020 I, I had a chance to you know to reflect and like some musicians like yourself like how did you get into music um you know what okay funny story um well it definitely came out of my parents divorce i i needed something it was either i was going to go into a martial art or i was going to go into uh into music my mom kind of gave me the option and uh a friend of mine one of my best friends that lived down the street he just got an electric guitar and I had no idea that, you know, an electric guitar with some distortion on a 10-watt amp could produce what it did. I'd always yeah. just heard acoustic. I didn't realize that, you know, for a couple hundred bucks, you could get an electric guitar with a distorted amp. And he was doing all this, like, crazy ACDC stuff. He was a violin player, so he could already do all these guitar solos. And I was just like, what? Like, how are you actually? That's crazy. So that was, as soon as I saw him do that, I remember I was just laughing because it was like, I blew my mind that my, one of my best friends could just get an electric guitar and play it like that. So I'm like, I want to do that. So that is basically how I got into it. And then my buddy, a couple of my buddies at high school, uh, the one guy played drums and my other best friend played guitar. So we, uh, we went down into uh, my unfinished basement of the house I grew up in and just made some, probably some just awful noise that we thought was music, right? Like you say, developing, right? So right. that's how you find your way. Um, and that's how, that, yeah, after that, it was, I find that collaboration is the key. Like if I, if I was left to myself just to play music, I, I, I probably, I don't know if I'd be as much, at least as much, maybe not at all. 
but the the juice for me is sharing ideas with other people. I got good quickly because I was playing with a drummer versus if I was just playing in my living room. Right. I I got way sharper, way quicker. I got the instincts. I understood kind of like where you know how to mix yourself and that sort of thing very quickly because I was playing with other people. So that uh yeah, that was a big part for me. And then the singing, you know, I was plugging my uh my my vocals into into my guitar amp and just yell singing because I needed to yeah. try and be louder than my guitar amp. And so that's where my my improper you know, singing started, uh, because that's the only way you can be heard is just doing this, like, you know, the screechy stuff. And, but yeah, that was, that was my, uh, that was my origins. And it was right. just, I, I remember my buddy just blew me away. So for me, I was offered either violin or cello at the age of five and interesting here we are. So it wasn't, right. it wasn't the same, you know, Oh, I heard this and I like this and right. we'll go into it, you know, it wasn't the same thing. So I, during the, when the pandemic happened, I got a chance to kind of reflect on that to see mm, how did I really get yeah. into music, you know, and yeah, still, like I, I said, still mean. being grateful for a lot of things, you know, that yeah, I've learned yeah. and ke- that has come with it. But I had to ask myself then, you know, hmm. this thing that I'm pushing, 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 because it yeah. definitely turned into a hamster wheel, you know, from, yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, that's that's interesting. I know I'm going. I hope I'm hoping I'm going somewhere, or it's getting me somewhere. And then, like I said, when the whole industry, the you know, when things are moving, and the whole world turns off, mm, so now yeah. it's like, yeah. okay, let me go back to the drawing board and look at some things, or let me yeah. really look at why I'm in this building and see if I need to be over in the other building. You know? Sure. So interesting. That's kind yeah. of how I got to more solid into the podcast world and like yeah. I said with it allowing me to remove the musician um relationship from a lot of the people that I meet now it's more genuine like I said you don't right. necessarily look at me like a musician you look where it's a conversation genuine human being human to human and totally I'm learning I'm that's really yeah. one of the things I'm here to learn from a lot of people you know, you, you taught us a lot about Canada yeah. from in the first few minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. you know, it's, yeah, that's kind of one of the things that led me out of the music world into, you know, mm. just another world in general for yeah. a little bit. And I, I always know, you know, and because of my life period, you know, I, I mentioned it yesterday. Um, I started when I was about five, I played for 10 years and I'm playing in the orchestra with people that started when there was about 40 and then they played for 10 years and they're 50, you know? So I always knew that, okay, I could always take a break and come back to it. I already have the foundation, you know, they didn't get the foundation until they were 40. So it's not like you're never too late to start learning how to play an instrument. Fair enough. So I kind of knew, all right, I can take a break, you know, at a certain time. But a lot of the times, even, you know, when I took the break from playing the cello, I didn't know how to improvise on the cello. So when mm. I came back to it seven years later, I matured mentally. And then I, I, I connect some dots, connected the instrument. And I really didn't, I wasn't in love with classical music like that growing up. So I didn't really practice like I wanted to. I didn't love the music. I wasn't able to yeah. really love what I was doing. Makes sense. So yeah, it was a sure. lot that I, you know, to kind of look at. Like I said, still grateful for it. it is what made me who I am today. I'm good at music. However, you know, like I said, it's, I'll get back to it. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely make it back to being creative, but I don't know if it's, I, I'm, I can't say that I'm as, as passionate as a musician as a lot of other musicians out there, even though I, hmm. I do have a lot, a lot of time into music. Yeah. Okay. But that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm, I'm, pos- I'm probably more, I'm definitely more p- passionate probably about podcasting and talking really? to people now than I am cool. about recording or music or sitting down to even create a song or to think about a song to write. What am I going to write the song about? Because, you know, a lot of that comes with a certain type of energy. So of course, yeah, yeah. that's one of the so, big, the, the biggest, you know, difference in the world is that the podcast world versus you know, the music world, but still creative in both. 
There's still Completely. a lot involved yeah. with the music world, though. That's the other yeah. thing, too. With podcasts, it's like you can do a podcast and you can release it. But with music, I feel like, well, I guess both you have to do the same. You still do promotion and different <laughs> things like that. But I don't know. It's um it's still it's, it's a, a lot it's a brand new it's a brand new game mm-hmm. it's a new world you can you know there's no set rules with it right yeah. off either exactly and yeah if point. the world yeah. turns off today podcasting is still here yeah right yeah yeah and future proof in a sense i guess yeah. that was some of the things yeah yeah was it a tough decision for you to or was it time like it, it sounds like you've had this in the back of your head as far as like taking a step away from music so was that something that just naturally happened you're just like okay this is the signal that i've needed yeah i well i don't know i don't know it's hard to say because if things wouldn't have stopped then yeah i don't know that's what I, mean, yeah. I think i probably would have had to keep on rolling with with stuff hmm. You know, interesting yeah at least for a, a little bit but the universe and you know yeah it was it was really divine how everything has mixed up over the past few you know few years even from how just crazy things man. happened yeah, yeah even just from like i said yeah. the raining on the roof and taking a break and yeah. coming back to the to the drawing board yeah. you know <laughs> right even it's weird yeah. that you even mentioned like your previous podcast was more of you know fun with friends and it's real it seemed like season one compared to now with our podcast that was kind of the warm-up with season one okay know, yeah okay like a warm-up you know and then yeah. now this season has been just strictly or just been really kind of autopilot on you know with matchmaker yeah. different types of people that we don't know or have never because right. yeah, we didn't have matchmaker before so matchmaker is yeah. one of the first platform or you know yeah one of the first podcast platforms that we're using i think she's tried some others as well but any luck with those no and i I don't think i put any time into it really it was Mm, season one and we had some guests that we already were were bringing to the table and i guess i didn't really i i think it's all timing and i didn't really put any energy into it but when i signed up for matchmaker it was just right away started going yeah um, so like i said it I seemed quite too. divine <laughs> yeah <laughs> to where exactly. like the whole season yeah. or the whole year 2021 was like back to the drawing board and then yeah just started back up as if the podcast was had been promoting the whole year and yeah <laughs> it's, it's a nice feeling that's yeah. great yeah yeah, yeah and it's been awesome. really good guests like you said you've been having you know really good um success with oh. most of the guests that you've talked to and it's been basically the same way with us i would say like a hundred percent i haven't had a single guest where i'm like you know i could have done without that every single one has been stimulating nice. good natural conversation and somebody that i would reach out to again in the future and go hey do you want to do another in- interview every single one of them which is super cool right because yeah. i mean we talked about before we got started like you know you're, you're in a, a position that you're wanting to have genuine conversation you're not going to go on a podcast if you're like an introverted person that you know you have one word answers like you're you're there for a reason you're there to to meet somebody and have a network like have a genuine conversation with people about you know real subjects and, yeah. and like it's cool like we've already bounced around a, a lot of different subjects the three of us tonight right and that to me that's awesome man that just gives me energy like i just love it so it's great that you guys are having the same kind of success and you're finding it the same way as well yeah i wanted to get back to the to the sound therapy because i've only recently yeah. heard about that like in the last year about sound bath and different things um i've attended yeah. like uh meditation sessions where they play the tibetan bowl um how do you yes. do i know you also do music so do you when you do your sound therapy is it on like the bowls or is it are you creating in your studio how does that work so yeah good question i have a a, a ser- like a set of those bowls on order so i can mm-hmm. i can start learning how to do it for now i've been using samples and i i basically have a hybrid of my own instrumentation with some uh, royalty free samples okay. that i've been creating and it's easy enough to get a lot of these like 
you know, I'm, are you guys familiar with like the, you know, the seven different chakras and the different yeah. frequencies that are associated with each one? So, I'm not yeah, so I just, I don't know about the frequency associated with those chakras. It's yeah. pretty fascinating. I'd highly <laughs> recommend you guys look it up. It's really cool. So, uh, you know, for example, like the root chakra, if it's 396 hertz, so if you have like the just the frequency, like it's like the, the, the whole tone, it'd just be like, so you have that as your your bed track and then you use a little bit of pink noise or something like that which gets rid of any kind of like noise pollution in and around your area and this no, pink noise is basically like every frequency it kind of sounds like the static you'd hear if you turned on the tv and it's just like a, almost sounds like a little bit like rainfall right so i use that those two things the whole tone uh some pink noise and nature sounds because i if there's so much like you know so many different surveys and, and different things about people just really i think it's just a part of like genetic memory they call it right that we're just so used to and really tune into like nature sounds of nature so i put a little bit of that symbol in the background that's the bed that i, I sort of base everything upon and so for example uh like the root chakra would be in the key of c and that goes d and all the way up to b right so you start with like c major um and then you just uh, do some instrumentation over top of the pink noise the nature sounds and you can get a little bit of, like uh, the binaural beats where it has like the goes like back and forth from left to right and plug that in just a little bit subliminally in the background so like you'd notice it if i hit mute but you don't really notice it just by itself if that makes sense just sort of like really like layered in the background and yeah it's uh yeah that's basically how i create it um and it's really cool so when i'm working with clients it's a little bit like people would say the derogatory term like woo woo, but like I believe in it. I believe in this kind of stuff, right? So uh, it's kind of funny because you you ask you know what kind of personality they are, then you ask okay, you kind of do some questionnaire as far as like uh, you figure out which chakra center is sort of out of alignment for them, and then you can sort of base the uh, the uh, the piece of music that you create for them off of the energy that might be a little bit out of alignment for them. So it's fun. It, they kind of give you the framework out of the questionnaire. They give back to you, you know, and they ask them, what's your favorite like animal? You know what I mean? So you got like some nature or animal sounds in the background. Do you like storms? Do you like the sound of the ocean? So you can really customize it to somebody's uh, tastes that way. So it's really fascinating. And uh, I, I quite enjoy it. And so far I've been getting some good feedback from, from my clients. So nice. it's definitely not woo woo because you know, yeah, I'm glad. frequency vibration and, and, uh, yeah, when but I used like, to drive Uber, I listened to this. It was an audio book. I think it was like Music in the Brain on Audible or something like that. Oh, and cool. Yeah. It, it talks about a lot of the um, frequencies and studies that have been done with music on animals and different things like that. There's a guy who used yeah. Yeah. Um, sound, uh, high frequency sound to remove cancer from the body. Uh, he figured yeah, right. out there's like, there's pretty high frequency. I think it was in the hundred thousands um oh, but wow. he figured out how to remove cancer from the body and actually i was just watching before we got started i was watching this video it just popped up on my feed about like 40 hertz sound and how that is shown to like improve memory recall and a lot of different things in people yeah that's right yeah 40 hertz and it's good for i think it's good for headaches there's a few different things that i, I want to see even dementia as well yeah you're right 40 hertz is and I think it's 528 hertz is like, it's great for, there's tons of other things. That's for the heart chakra. And it's great for like, they say it's like DNA repair and all this stuff. It's crazy though. Like if you really got into it, like even DNA is like vibratory, like everything about us is, is vibratory. So uh, the other thing I'd recommend for you guys and for the listeners is if anybody's ever looked up uh, and for, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting for you. Cause like, you know, concert pitch, generally especially in north america has always been 440 like the a is at 440 right, right. Yeah. but if you if you if you move it up to even to 444 there's like there's videos where they have like a tuning rod or it's at 440 and they put the tuning rod into water and the water is all just like kind of like looks all chaotic right and even if you just go up to 444 which is what i tune all my instruments to now after i watch this video mm -hmm. and they put the, the tuning rod back in the water and it just makes these like perfect ripples and it's crazy just that difference of four hertz mm. and it's, its effect on water is, is crazy also the 432 uh so if you go down basically a half step tuned to 432 uh it's the same kind of thing it has the same effect on water 
So they're saying that like 440 is sort of a like yeah, not not the most desirable frequency, right? So right. 444, I've I've been tuning everything to that. And yeah, I would highly recommend you guys watch some videos because if they A B it, they'll have a 440 to hear it. And then they, it just has that little perk up to 444. And like it's amazing what it does to your body. And you're like, holy crap, there's definitely something to it. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I looked into that a little bit because I saw a have documentary you? about like how they the tuning standard changed um i forgot what yeah. data was but sure. you know there was a whatever association of some music uh like got together and decided you know they're gonna tune at. i thought it was 441 but it might have been 440 yeah and yeah. but how that before that they were using a different frequency i think 432 or something like that or yeah um yeah. and it was better i mean that's technically i think the resonance of uh, earth or, you know, like I think anyways, um, they showed that it does make a difference and they shifted it at some point. And some people have created an app to where even with music distribution platforms like Spotify and things like that, there are apps now that will let you listen to whatever music you're listening to at the 432 hertz frequency really instead i gotta look this up it's shown yeah. to like feel different and as an industry yeah. like they've been tuning to the wrong well to the yeah Certain to the wrong frequency basically yeah. right. which is right. not conducive yeah. to the human body and there are apps totally. now that help you you know tune everything so you can wow. get a better result thanks for letting me know that i'm, I'm gonna look that up like right away that's uh it's fascinating stuff though isn't it yeah, yeah. It's, it's really it's very interesting yeah i i love that stuff i'm glad that you said you're like it's not not woo woo it no. really isn't <laughs> no. it's so funny that we're like our, our our science you know our science brains that need to explain everything almost dismiss that side of it but that's science too like we're you know at the end of the yeah. day we are vibratory beings everything in the universe is vibratory so why do we dismiss it as ah that's just you know what i mean dismiss it as it's like this woo woo stuff and it really isn't it's it's just as much science as anything else in my opinion yeah. anyways i mean right. even Don't... in physics you cover sound it is a science. exactly like... right yeah. yeah yeah it's so funny though because like my brother is definitely um yeah he's like the science brain right so anytime i bring up like chakras or frequencies He's just like, nah, I don't want to, he's like, I don't want to hear about this. I'm like, come on, man. Like there's, yeah, there's science behind it. But I think it's just, uh, just the, the fact there's like some spirituality kind of, mm -hmm. you know, partnered with it. I, 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 maybe that's the part that turns them off. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's starting to connect though, those two worlds. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. I, I totally agree, which is, which is great to see. Yeah, for sure. It's funny to think like, a lot of the great thinkers from back in the day, like Leonardo da Vinci, was very much like the whole brain, right? You had the science, you had the art, and like the, the marriage of the two. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, we got very science oriented. And to your point, absolutely, I think it's coming full circle to the point where, you know, they can very much coexist again, you know? Yeah. I recently um, read this article about like what Einstein's uh, belief is about love. And mm. um, I guess it's some uh, letters he wrote to his granddaughter and he told her, you know, release this to the world long after I'm gone, like decades, because they won't be ready for it until then. And it was like really? his, his whole spiel of what he thinks love is and how it's misunderstood. And we still haven't. It's one of the greatest force in the world and um, wow. how we don't understand it. So he told her, you know, to wait a couple of decades to where. Really? Um, society would be more ready to receive the information. That's super cool. I got to look yeah. this up too, man. Anything with Einstein, like he's got some of the best quotes. Yeah. And again, same thing. Like he was an yeah. He played violin, didn't he? Wasn't he like a a musician sure. as well? Not sure. I he was, but yeah. As again, such a crazy mind, but also like you know into the creative arts as well. So but also like the most analytical scientific minded law. So yeah. again, just like, like burying the two. proof that, you know, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like there's exactly. a common yeah. ground somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And at That's least awesome. leave some freedom to at least, you know, be able to look at both views and to, you know, yes. Yeah. Don't just for sure. one completely. 
No, that's yeah. right. You know, but it's it's funny because I watched uh, like the master class done by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. yeah. And he's so convincing. Like he's so convicted with everything. I'm like, ah, when you get a guy like that, that's just his presentation is so, you know, is that bassy voice and everything he says, I'm like, ah, you know, it kind of makes you feel I'm almost inferior. Like maybe he's right. But and it's funny because he's, he very much, make sure to read a lot of anything like spiritual he just happens to not agree with any of it right because he mm. he's feels like he can disprove it with with science so i'm watching his master class and yeah it was it was interesting it's kind of like the the you know growing up with my brother he was very much like you, you have to be able to explain everything right so you know yeah it's it's different so with him it was i was like okay you know i gotta got to rethink some things but at the end of the day afterwards yeah. i you know after you kind of get away from it you're like no nah, you know what i you believe what you believe, you know, it's kind of a knowing right. feeling, right? Like exactly. I think as humans, we, you know, you, you know, you, you know what you know, I think, right. It's, uh, yeah. I, I was, I'm curious, like, are you guys into, like, do you guys do like meditation and, and stuff like that as well? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could do more consistently. <laughs> I usually yeah. nowadays, I mean, there's points where I do it religiously, but, um, Nice. There are certain times where I'm like, I only do it when I'm feeling turbulent and I kind of want to mm. get back to just doing it At just a because. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. That's funny. eh? Cause it's, it's kind of the same thing as like, like, um, you know, when, when people talk about like prayer, it's often like when you're mm. in a moment of you, not like you need something, but yeah, it's, it's turbulence is, is what right. I put the way you said it. That's when you're like, Oh, you know, but in, in fact, yeah, it's great if you can do it from a point of yeah, calm as well. So no, that's that's great. Did you what know? do you guys find? Is sorry, sorry, I was gonna ask earlier. You mentioned yeah. you extended your, you've been trying to meditate more for an hour, like yes. have and I've done. I've tried to look up like what people's perspective are, like what they're getting from, uh, forty-five minute plus <laughs> meditation versus like your 15, 30 minute meditation. And yes. some people say they they feel different after forty five minutes to an hour in. Mm. So I was going to yeah. ask you, like, did you feel any different um, with the extended meditation? Yeah, much different. Yeah, mm. no, much different. I'd love to talk about it. Um, so the first one that I did that that was, I want to say about forty five to fifty minutes. I uh, I had a very like a profound like mind shift change where I was like, okay. And then definitely came out of it a lot calmer. So what happened is I'm not sure how it is for you guys, but I'm very, I'm, I'm aware of it now, but I'm, 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 I've always been very goal focused. So I'm always like, I want to be able to like, okay, this is done. This is done. And that's where I get a little bit of a dopamine hit. I'm like, okay. But then immediately the problem with that is what's next, right? You, you, you hit, yeah. you hit your goal. What's next. Right. So it's this constant, restlessness of okay uh, i'm like i'm rushing to accomplish this goal i'm not enjoying the process right and then as soon as i hit the goal there's like a momentary oh, great and then boom okay what's next and it's just repeat you kind of talked about the hamster wheel i would view it sort of like that it's just like one thing after another after another and, and you're not getting enjoyment out of anything so basically out of this meditation i did it first thing in the morning because i have this morning routine i do it like religiously it's a workout and I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to start by just before I even grab my coffee, anything, I'm just going to meditate. And the first 10 minutes were, were pretty rough because my brain, my Still thinking brain is like, oh yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? It starts talking. It starts like talking to me. It's like, what are you doing? You got so much to do. You got this to do. You're, you're not working out yet. You're usually working out. And I'm like, I just took it. I took it. And it was about right at about the 20, 25 minute mark. I want to say it was like around halfway through. I finally had that sort of that what Eckhart Tolle talks about where you can like actually separate yourself from your thoughts and observe it. Yeah. And I actually had that moment. I had that feeling and to, to your, uh, to your point, Gypsy, like what that was the difference extending it. I actually had a moment to remove myself from my thoughts and realize that my, my, my thinking brain is my thinking brain. That's not me. And it was kind of funny. I had some fun with it and I'm just watching my brain lose its mind. And go, get up. Meanwhile, my body is super relaxed. I'm deep breathing and I'm kind of just having a little bit of fun with it. I'm just like, no, it's like, and then I had this like realization. I'm like, I like, why am I always doing like, it's why, why is it so important to my identity to be this doer, this achiever? And I was like, well, 
okay, well, let, let my mind kind of keep chattering. Let's think about this for a little bit. So I thought about it and I go, and I had this like, this, this uh, phrase kept coming up and it was like, be, don't do. Like just be, just exist. Just I'm breathing. I'm, I'm just be, don't do. And it was uh, explore, don't achieve. And I was like, man, it was almost permission. I, I finally, after, you know, here I'm 40 years old, I finally gave myself permission to just enjoy the process. Like I always heard, you know, the cute little phrase that people say, like, it's, it's all about the journey, not the destination. And it resonated with me, but I didn't ever, it was one of these things I'd say, but I would never actually practice it. Right. So I finally had this like realization, you know, with that separation that I had in that meditation, the separation from like, I guess my true me versus my blah, 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 the, the thinking brain. Uh, I was able to finally feel that and really like, I just, that's what, that was what my, my mantra was. The rest of the 20 minutes was like, be, don't be, don't do, uh, and explore overachievement, explore, achieve, overachieve. And I wrote it down as soon as I was done, I, I wrote in my journal and then I did a, a vlog about it and just trying to explain like the, uh, the, the epiphany that I had. And that's the thing. It's like, when you extend your meditation, you put yourself in a spot where you can have those realizations that it, it's almost the difference between like wet cement and then cement that like you give it enough time to like actually become foundation. 10 minutes a day is great. You know, it, it kind of, it, 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 it helped every little bit helps 10 minutes a day is it adds up to 61 hours by the end of the year. If you do 10 minutes a day, like it's, it's definitely worthwhile, but yeah. And then after that first one, I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. I enjoy this. Though the thing I, uh, that was a, the game changer for me was a blindfold because I always mm -hmm. try and like, <laughs> I have a hard time. I'm such a visual person. So, and, oh, and, uh, sound, uh, soundproof, uh, like earbuds. Because as soon as I hear a little bit of a sound or something, I kind of start sneaking a little look here. I got some dogs that are like, you know, and then I'm kind of like watching what they're doing. So I'm so easily distracted visually. I had to just, as soon as I did the blindfold and the, uh, the soundproof uh, earbuds, good to go. So I've, I've been doing that uh, a couple of times. They very much enjoying it. I've, I've been enjoying just letting my thoughts be my thoughts, just breathing, listening to that nice frequency music. And, uh, you know, I don't have as a profound, uh, as, as I did the one I just mentioned, but I always feel nice and calm and centered, uh, coming out of it. So yeah, highly recommend it. If you, if you guys try it, now, those are my uh, tips for, for things that work just a little more like sensory deprivation. Cause if you're like me, it's like, it's so easy to be distracted. Even when you're trying to meditate, you're still like kind of looking around the room or, you know, I just have a hard time with it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I want to try those. Um, I've, my brother has one of those uh apple headphones that like really cancels out the noise yeah. and I was like, beautiful i gotta meditate beautiful. with these <laughs> yeah totally yeah. highly recommend that here is, it's a struggle yeah i can only imagine yeah exactly yeah yeah you should definitely get those headphones that'll help you and then i don't know how to see, are you guys like visually uh easily distracted i'm like uh, visually, I'm I'm okay. pretty decent. Yeah, as far pretty, okay I can focus okay. pretty yeah pretty good <laughs> Yeah. But bef before good. we get ready to close it out, is there anything uh, links you'd like to share with the um, with the audience? I hear your cat, beautiful voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello. That's, that's her singing voice. Yeah. <laughs> I speak cat. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much, guys. Like, really great meeting you both. Yeah. And I, again, apologies. So uh, I'll say it on air. I apologize for being late. Let, no, you know, no, uh, no, you know I, I was 15 minutes late and you guys were just fantastic about it. So I, yeah, he's turning red now. I'm kind of a little bit embarrassed, but no. thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Great. I love to, you know, I admit, later on down the road, be a guest or have you guys on my podcast. I'm taking definitely. a little bit of a break from it for now, but I'll definitely reach out. Uh, yeah. For me, if, uh, if you guys want to check out any of my work and interact with me, um, by all means. So it's facebook.com. Matt Gardner coaching. So that's where I do my, uh, I do a daily live show on the okay. Facebook live and yeah, just myself and a couple of coaches get on there and just sort of riff on, uh, you know, a little bit of bite, bite sized kind of topics for the day, just something, pick something and kind of riff on it for 10, 15 minutes. And so it's kind of fun. Uh, also my coaching program that I've been doing is uh, www.recoveryroadmap.me. And if you do .me slash ebook, I actually just uh, completed my first uh, ebook that nice. I put out and it's, uh, it's basically my, my trials and tribulations with, uh, with my own drinking. 
and that's sort of my hero's journey getting through that sort of a uh, a book of confessional of over my uh, my addiction and overcoming my addiction and it also works as a accountability tool for me because uh, by coming clean and letting everybody know about it now i'm committing to staying sober whereas right. before i was always a little bit ambiguous about it so i feel very uh, cathartic about releasing that and if you want to find me on twitter or instagram it's just matt gardner 780 780 is my uh, area code up here in uh, edmonton canada and uh, yeah that's where you can find me um there's links to my music and stuff on, on you know, you'll be able to find that as well through through those links so and we'll have links below yeah that's as well. it yeah yeah right on excellent yeah. and if you're ever in los angeles definitely hit us up and I would come love by to, for yeah. in studio um recording. oh that'd be yeah. amazing yeah for sure i haven't been down there i i've i've uh i've basically just been uh, you know, uh sheltered up here in canada but um yeah if i ever do for sure guys i'd love to and same thing if you ever uh make your way up uh, to Northern Alberta. You always got a place for sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you to right everybody on. that's been listening. Thank you again, Matt. It's been a great conversation and I've learned a lot. Thanks guys. And for Thank the you. podcast, you can find us at americangypsy.com. And we also have consistent self-improvement merch at luamlee.com. And for music as well, I have um, links at Classic, K-L-A-C-C-I-K, Carpenter, C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. And that's on Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, um, Apple Music, all oh. major platforms, you know. And thank you again to everyone listening for supporting, pressing like, commenting, subscribing, following. Um, check us out on Fanbase as well. New app for everyone. Consistent self-improvement to everybody and peace. peace.